Hello and welcome to another episode of For the Love of Sports. My name is Michael Raziel. This is the show where we get to talk about sports, we get to talk about business, and we get to talk about everything in between. Wherever you're listening, wherever you're at, please, you know what to do. Click subscribe, like, retweet, whatever the heck you have to do. You know what you're supposed to do. So we always appreciate you out there. Incredible guest today. I have Michael Dulst. He is the co-founder and CEO of Super League Triathlon. Should be an interesting conversation. Michael, how are you doing today? I'm, I'm fantastic. In London, so it's been a long day already, but uh, excited to be on the podcast. London is such an incredible city. I was lucky enough to spend uh, seven days there uh, in London, kind of went around, went to Windsor Castle, absolutely loved it. So hopefully I get to go back. I don't know. The world's a weird place right now, so cross your fingers. Hopefully exactly. I can get there yes. soon. But exactly. enough about me. This show's all about you, Michael. That's why you're <laughs> on. And I have the first question, obviously, for everybody on the For the Love of Sports podcast is... Why do you love sports so much? It's, uh, it's I've always loved sports. Uh, as a young child, uh, all I remember is, is is running, is cycling, is is being active and playing soccer. I mean, I think every uh, every child in Europe starts with soccer, right? So uh, playing soccer and and every sport. I mean, I was always interested to do it every sport possible when I was a child. So it's always been in uh, in my DNA to to be active, driven, and and sport was is the is like the perfect catalyst but also the perfect go-to place if, if you're active i love that and i think it's important right like i personally hate running i absolutely <laughs> hate it but if i'm running while doing something it's so much more fun right like yeah. i'd much rather like my, my my wife and i almost called her my girlfriend my wife and i we just recently were like do you want to start playing tennis like neither of us know what the hell we're doing like pickleball tennis sure it's just something to do to get out there and active and i can't i can't disagree i can't agree with you more i think it's it's very important so i am curious uh we'll start with your story eh, kind of halfway through let's call it right so you were actually in the purchasing department at volkswagen before you decided to get into this athlete thing uh this endurance <laughs> athlete thing on top of it I get. I'm kind of curious. We don't have to go into every little minutia, a uh, little uh, every little piece of detail. But what was it? Was it a quarter life crisis, midlife crisis? What happened? Where you're like, man, I can't handle this anymore. I want to put my body through the ringer and see what I'm capable of. Uh, no, I mean actually, the the the, the, the interest in triathlon came before the, the Volkswagen. Um, I was inspired in in 1996. I'm from Belgium, right? so 1996, Luc van Lierde was the first non-American, uh, I think, who won Ironman Hawaii, right? And he's, he's from Belgium. So, and, and, and Belgium has a deep roots in endurance sports, cycling. Cycling is massive in Belgium. We have a, a deep pool of talent and it goes back for ages, right? So, and in 1996, the first non-American who wins Ironman Hawaii is, is from Belgium. So the whole of Belgium thought, okay, here's the next endurance sports we're good at. And uh, triathlons came, uh, started everywhere in Belgium uh, and, and, and became very, very popular. So yeah, I, I was at uh, I think I was at university then, and I, I and well said well I, I was into sports and I thought okay here here's this triathlon thing let's give it a go right and and that that was my first triathlon. Then afterwards, obviously going to university, find a job. It's, it's like what you do in life, right? Go to university, find a job, and after yeah, after a good many years is Volkswagen started at Volkswagen in Germany. Volkswagen sent me to, to China, had a project in China. That project came to an end. Volkswagen was like, okay, what's next? Go back to Germany, go somewhere else. Well, okay, wait, 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 wait. I've now worked hard and, 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 and great experience for, for a couple of years. It's time, it's time to 
take a break, right? And I was in China. It's not necessarily the place of healthy living. Uh, uh, definitely not at the time, right? Uh, uh, they were going through their own industrial revolution, if you want, right? So, um, so I said, I'll, I'll take a break. And, and, and I went to Taiwan and I, I want to pick up sports, take a year off. It took us, I mean, Volkswagen, uh, I had a good deal with them and taking a sabbatical. So it was, the idea was take a sabbatical, do a bit of sports, study a bit more Chinese, and then, and then consider what's next. So that's, that's, that's what it, and, and when I, when doing that, I've always been very driven and always been very passionate. So instead of just doing a bit of triathlon, why don't, why, why don't I try to pursue a qualification for Kona myself? I so immediately set myself a goal and, and go for that. Right. So, yeah. That's pretty impressive, man. I mean, yeah, just the opportunity, right? As you said, you, you, it, it, it was the timing was there. I, I don't believe in luck. I don't believe in coincidences. But if you put yourself in the right place enough times, yeah. good things are going to happen, right? And clearly, that was able to happen for you by having this opportunity to say, you know what? Let me, let me, let me pump the brakes. I kind of want to do my own thing for a little bit, hang out, and then maybe we can get back to it. And eventually, this leads into you full-time becoming a triathlete correct like you're training for an Ironman you eventually do go run it you qualify you run it what how what is that shift in mindset like because clearly you, you just stated it you're it seems like you're a very goal-oriented person how are you able to go from maybe I don't know you tell me how casual your running was are you a five mile a day guy or a five mile a week guy like myself like how how are you able to then say I like this a lot I'm going to set this goal, not for, you know, as, as you were saying to get certification or I apologize. I, I couldn't quite understand what you said before, but you're going to say, Hey, I, I want to run an Ironman now. Cause that's yeah. a full-time job in itself. Yeah. Well, I mean, indeed it's, it's like when I was working, I was working, right. I was fully committed to that. Yes. Of course I continued running during the weekend, maybe sometimes during the week, but it was, it was work, work, work. Right. And then taking a break, yeah, as I said, go back to what I liked before, right? At, at the triathlon, right? Still, I was still running, I was still cycling a little bit. Had to pick up swimming again, but then, yeah, looked at it, playing it, doing it, right? And then I said, what am I doing? What is the biggest goal I can think of? I'm qualifying for Ironman Hawaii World Championships. That's where I'm going, right? So immediately, yeah, and then and then structure. I structured my life around that, right? Got into the right groups, the people who I got into, the people who who've been there before. I mean, it's 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 like that, right? It's, you have to be in the right place at the right time, but you also have to be open to it. And and I believe actually, to a certain extent, you can you create your group of friends, you create your entourage, right? And if you set if you create an entourage that that is going places, well, you're going with them, right? Uh, so yeah. It's 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 a fairly it's fairly simple ultimately, and then and I think yeah that that brought me to this, that put me on this Ironman journey, and 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 being on that Ironman journey, so okay, I need to do an Ironman, so I'll do an event somewhere, and then I thought okay, I'm actually taking a sabbatical, so I should enjoy life. So the first Ironman I'm going to do is down in New Zealand, right? It's, it's a beautiful place. Let's go down all the way to New Zealand, see see some something nice, something nature, right? I mean. After China, you want to see something nature makes sense, and go down to New Zealand. And at the event there, I I, um, I ran into uh, Felix Walshurfer, who was um, who owns and is uh, was the CEO of, of Challenge Family, which is a competitor brand to Ironman, right? And I mean, I'm obviously always looking for opportunities, always talking to people. So I started talking to Felix. and said, "Oh yeah, I know that you have a massive event, arguably the biggest triathlon in the world, is in a lot, and it's Challenge Families." So it's Challenge Roth, right? I know that you have this massive event in Germany, in Roth. Uh, you have an event out here in, in New Zealand. 
pretty abstract as a concept. What's happening here, right? And and then yeah, we started talking, and then yeah, he he said, well, yeah, we have this event series. We want to we want to build out a family of events, etc. And I said, oh well, I'm doing this Ironman thing anyway, right? So I'm doing the why don't I put one of our your, your events on in 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 in, in Taiwan, right? <laughs> um, and yeah, started talking. I'm obviously always interested in business, so. I'll buy a license of you and I'll take the license for Greater China, start organizing an event in Taiwan. This whole, uh, this this triathlon thing is also going places in Taiwan. The timing seems right. Let's give it a go. And since I'm training anyway, since I'm full-time doing triathlon, talking about triathlon all the time, can as well talk about a new event also that, that, that I'm setting up myself. Right. So that started progressing and you, you bring triathlon to, to, to Taiwan so I was looking at, okay, how do I make that big, right? So uh, who's the biggest name in triathlon? And then at the time, it was Chris McCormack, uh, Macca. Right? He's one uh, of the New York Times says, world's fittest man. You know? So he was outspoken, loud, uh, uh, one corner a couple of times as, as a professional athlete, four-time world champion. So, so uh, let's reach out to this guy, right? And, and, and coincidentally, at the time, he was living in L.A. I think he spent the last 15 years of his career in L.A., but at the time, he was looking at retirement. Uh, and, and yeah, he's Austra- originally from Australia. So he was looking to come through Asia back to Australia. So I said, well, come do, a, come do this event. Start promoting triathlon a little bit in, 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 in this little outpost of Taiwan. There's a, bit, there's a good vibe here. So he came over and, and, and yeah, again, being open mm-hmm. for business, we started talking and, and, and we connected, right? And, and I think that's kind of the rhythm of life, right? You, you, you do what you're passionate about. But you put yourself in a position with the right people, with the right entourage to be open for new opportunities. I, I love that. You said you made a point uh, a little earlier. You said, you know, you're you're if you work with the right entourage and they're going places, you're going with them. Right. I, I Another way that I've heard that essentially said is, you know, show me your five closest friends and I'll tell you what you're going to end up like. You know, you're the yeah. average of the five closest people around you. So if you keep putting yourself around successful people, around goal oriented people, around people that want to do yeah. things, movers and shakers. Right. You're going to eventually do that. And you're also going to run into more people like them. And it sounds like that happened with Felix. It sounds like that happened with uh, McCormick, as as you said. So I think just those opportunities. And you also, like, you've been saying yes this whole time. So many people would say no to many of these things, right? But you just continued to say yes, 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 yes. And I think that's also a very important part that people forget sometimes, right? It's like, it's so much easier to say no. It's so much easier to go back to your nine to five at Volkswagen, right? Like that would have been the easiest thing in the world. You're getting a paycheck. You know what you're doing. It's, yeah, is it hard work? But you kind of know what's going on. It's not that crazy. And instead you decide, hey, I want to qualify for an Ironman. And along the way, oh, I actually want to put on my own Ironman in a country that really doesn't know that much about it or, or it's, it hasn't really infiltrated that society yet. So I guess uh, there's multiple questions. I'll start with this one. What, what was it like training and also trying to build something like this out at the same time? Because both, again, seem like full-time jobs. And as you said before, when it was work, you're work, work, work. When it's training, you're train, train, train. I mean, we only have 24 hours in a day, man. I'm curious. Did you did you find an extra hour? Were you only sleeping three, four hours? Tell me like how you were able to put all of this together and do it well. Because anybody could do it terribly, right? How did yeah. you do it well? Well, I think I think the important thing in life is 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 to do what you love to do, right? And then it and then then you just do it because then it becomes part of your DNA, right? I mean it's it's kind of People ask me, oh, when are you taking a holiday? I'm like, I'm, all, all, I'm always on holiday, but I'm also always working because I love what I do, 
right? And 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 that's that, that's what I do. It's not it's not my work. It's what I do, right? It's 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 a different concept. Um, yeah, and I think so. Again, one flows into another. Of course, I'm tra- I'm, I'm training full time at uh, at that point, and 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 I start organizing these events. But you're, you're talking to the same people, right? It's the, the people. I mean, if you if you grow an event, you're in the community. If you're in the in the community. Well, wants to do the sport, so that that community is actually your customer, right? So, yeah, and and by by being by being out there and and and, and yeah, being very active in it and promoting it and going for it, you become an important part of that community, right? And if you then suddenly say, "Hey, guys, I I, I have this event over there, let's all go and do it," it snowballs. Right? That's the kind of it's the stickiness of the enthusiasm, right? I think that's that's what what's what kind of made it an easy flow ultimately and and ultimately yes of course the entrepreneurial spirit that is always there right uh, but yeah li- like you said it's it's it comes with a lot of arguably hard choices to me to me they came natural but at the point that i at volkswagen said well now it's time that the sabbatical is over and i'm like nah not yeah that's good but uh well, i'm not coming back my father got in the plane flew to taiwan is like are you are you all right? Are you on drugs or something? What's wrong, right? You're making a massive mistake here. You spent the good a good part of ten years working on a career. I mean, you you, you should go back there, right? That's a, this is a good company. This this will give financial security. This is what you need to do. Triathlon sports. I mean, how does that even work? I mean, how how is that even a job doing sports, right? So uh, funny. Funny how that works out, right? And obviously, that's that's the mindset of different generations, and, and it makes sense, right? Your your dad came from a different time. He came from a place where, that I mean, my my great grandparents instilled in my grandparents, who instilled in my dad, instilled in me. Is you have to make sure that you are financially successful because yeah. you will be happier. And then I got a job where I was making a lot of money, and I hated everything. I said, "Well, this doesn't make any sense. I absolutely hate what I'm doing. I'm not going to do this anymore. Now I'm doing something I love." still making pretty solid money and I'm significantly happier now. So isn't it funny how that works out, right? The money will come. The money always comes. It's always there as long as you're working hard and doing the right thing. Right. Yeah. But you're you're confident and you have to do, you have to do, I think you have to do you, right? That's the important thing. And then if you do you and you make, you make an effort of doing you good, right? Things will fall into place. Uh, Yeah. I a hundred percent believe that. I love it. And so I guess I'm kind of curious, like how, how do you create, a triathlon event, right? Like, uh, you know, swimming, biking, running. Okay. Is it just, Hey, let me put up some cones and oh, here's some water. Like I'm sure there's a lot that goes into it, right? There's sponsors. You guys need to make money. You don't just do this for yeah. free. Uh, as you said, you already started, you know, I mean, we can kind of look back with, with, uh, with rose colored glasses, right. And say you're kind of in that sports influencer space, right. By bringing that other gentleman over and saying, Hey man, like, let's get you involved. He's big, bold and brash. So I guess like how, how do you even go about creating an event, doing something when it seems like your world was not events or event creation prior to this? Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. Again, it's, it's my, my, my role in this was, was more the, yeah, the creative kind of organizing, right? Okay. And, 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 and being the, being the, the brand being, I was in the community. So I was the one who was able to, yeah, spark the enthusiasm uh, with with other athletes to come and sign up. Spark the enthusiasm with sponsors, and ultimately, yes. In, and, and I and I, I mean, I, I do I do triathlon, right? So I had a good understanding what a cool course could look like, and then yeah, just bring somebody on who has organized events before and say, look, I want to run here, bike there, swim here. 
let's connect this this i mean it's not rocket science how how, how that works <laughs> out right and then okay now we need to build a little bit of an operation around that how do we do that do that right and yeah, there's there's plenty of pe- uh, people in the event industry who you can partner up with and and or or, or hire right and, and get going right so um and then and then at that time it, it was very grassroots right this was the first time i was doing it it was i didn't really see it as a job i saw it more as an opportunity so why not why not give this thing a go right so i wasn't over i wasn't really overthinking it with big marketing strategies or or or, uh, or, or growth strategies it was just let's let's organize this event right and and uh, i'm in the community i i bring maca over he's 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 famous right and 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 i know a guy who who's organized events before so uh and I'll give him a bit of guidance and, and see, uh, I mean, how I want the course to look like. And it all kind of fell into place, right? But in hindsight, it's also a good learning curve if, if you start with basically an MVP, right? Uh, uh, and, and yeah, it's, it's you, you, under, you start understanding the basic dynamics of, of how the event industry works, right? And, and, and also how people, how you get, how you attract people, right? That's probably very important and and that's actually going to be my next question right you're in a country taiwan not very not very big it's populated i'll be honest i don't know the number off the top of my head but people live there how do you kind of get the people right because yeah as you said you're going to have people from all over the world that want to come run this event that's going to be great but i feel like that is a small subsect of the people that you actually need to be there right you need local people as you said you went grassroots you did all these things how did you drum up ideas and experiences and values for all these people that might not really know the sport of triathlon that well i'm sure they know running biking and swimming right but have never done it together have never done it for this long or this have gone this far how do you drum up that enthusiasm in a community that doesn't really know too too much about it well it's it's i mean i i I, at that time i've been in asia for almost 10 years right so i understand i understood i mean i spoke the language uh, mm-hmm. i understood how how the, the the psyche works right so ultimately it's about it was very much about building a network right so i got some younger students involved right from university who are into sports and got them as coaches and started saying okay we do this we do these group sessions right and and everybody could come and these these younger coaches for them it was kind of an apprenticeship it was great they were involved in something extracurricular right but something also they were passionate about and then some older professional people they came and 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 they they had a wednesday night run uh, monday night uh, cycle saturday uh, uh, monday night swimming saturday cycling right and and we built a big community and then and then we tapped into running clubs cycling clubs etc etc and yeah it was just building those networks of having people there and they connect you with a club and then ultimately for the event we just invited all the clubs and we we said there's a all the clubs have to have tents around the event right and all the clubs came of course they wanted to have the biggest tent i said well you can only have the biggest tent if you bring the most people right <laughs> it became a bit of a competition i i want to sign up with 100 people no we sign up with 150 people i'm like okay yes we can do that <laughs> so yeah it's 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 it was very much fun and and yeah just kind of being in the community right but uh yeah i, I won't lie i mean uh, it was a, it was great while i was training but also very quickly i was like okay this is fun but it's not scalable right uh, and i think that's that's typically i, I think mass participations event mass participation good mass participation events are are grown out of the community right but the scalability of it is is obviously relatively tricky right and you see big businesses like iron man 
uh, like ASO in Europe, uh, there's a couple of others, right? They ultimately start then, yeah, acquiring multiple local events. They still have the these local influencers or local leaders in place, but yeah, you build over the you build over an overarching infrastructure, right? And and I think yeah, that's a uh, at that point I was like, okay, doing that doing that across Asia that was not me, right? So and, and and that's how we then kind of migrated through the sport of triathlon again, ran into uh, the Prince of Bahrain was doing a triathlon in in, uh, in the Philippines, coincidentally, right? And I was... was no such thing as coincidence. was yeah. a coincidence. You're in the right place at the right time. You put yourself there. We were there with, with Maka. Maka is obviously the four-time world champion, four-time world champion. So the prince wanted to meet him. And, and we started talking. I said, look, okay, what can we do? I mean, yeah. And I, I thought it was, a, it was a great vision that we kind of created, right? Because here you have a prince of a, of a Muslim country, Bahrain, Let's say there's the uh, it's I won't lie right it has a bit of a difficult history uh, across many fronts right but this is a prince who's open for sports right and then they say okay sports connects people right this doesn't have to be a barrier and I remember very well he, he the first time he he joined the race he had a big entourage and it was mm-hmm. uh, it was not necessarily very accessible right now fast we did this team fast forward five six years right what has happened. Now there's an event in Bahrain. In that event, women and men are participating amongst each other, right? Um, however, however dressed or clothed, however they want, right? The prince is rubbing shoulders with everybody who is participating. He's also now traveling. He also traveled around the world doing other triathlons, not with a big entourage, right? Rubbing shoulders, knows already a couple of people on the circuit, etc. And as, uh, then I say, well, we could have done two things, right? When we met him, we could have said, hmm isolate right this is not this is uh, he's done uh, there's there's a bit of history here uh, that is not right or we can engage with it and through engagement i think we've achieved of course it's not a big political thing but through sports we've we've achieved big things right and uh, and and i think like that's the power of sport if if you want but also yeah, us being open for being open for an opportunity connecting and saying hey let, let's make this happen and and it brings change on on so many fronts right so yeah that's pretty cool man right like when you when you say it out loud you realize how cool it is what you've done as you said it's not this grand incredible you know you're not you know feeding a million people maybe you are actually i don't know but at the (laughs) same time there there is a change happening and and you can see it and it's going to take some time right everyone always wants something to happen like that it's like oh we partnered with this prince so you know why hasn't anything happened but as you said over five six seven years about that that amount of time you have been able to see the incremental changes over time and then again as you said how sports is always here to bring people together right i i walk into a bar i see someone with a Mets shirt on that's the easiest conversation I'm going to have all day because I'm going to talk about something I love and so's the other person, right? Yeah. So it's that opportunity to bring people together in something that, and, and it's not like, it's not like we're watching a baseball game. Everybody's running and swimming and they understand the grueling task that yeah. goes on their body and the training that went into it. So there's even a further connection realizing yeah. that, Hey, we're all people, we're all capable of doing this. It's going to take people different times, yeah. but in a sport like triathlon, just the opportunity to do that together is yeah. incredible. And I think that is really, yeah. really cool. Michael, I think that is I, really cool. No, I, well, yeah, I, I, I fully agree. And I'm, I'm every day. Look, I think there's, there's the euphoria of doing sports, right. And, 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 and feeling great after you've done an exercise, right. And, and ultimately using that as a tool to empower people and bringing people together and you're setting them up for success once you do that. Right. So 
Oh, yeah, I, yeah I'm, I'm very happy. I'm really very passionate about it. I'm very happy with it, yeah. Keep doing your thing, man. And that has then eventually led to the Super League, Super League Triathlon. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really, really interesting concept. So I'll let you, right from the horse's mouth, right, explain to me <laughs> what, what is the Super League Triathlon, where did this idea come from, and how have you guys been able to be so successful so quickly? Yeah. Well, I mean, at that time, I, I've had build-up build mass participation events, right, and, and uh, uh, run a team uh, and of professional sports. And I think, okay, what, where, where it really sits up, if you now look at sports as a business, right, where does, where does the opportunity for triathlon really sits, right? And, and at that time, uh, well, I mean, I'm talking five, six years ago, right, uh, ultimately, you had Ironman, which which has become a billion dollar business, doing mass participation, right, and consolidating, creating, and you are an Ironman, something a, a lifestyle and a pursuit, right. I mean, it's one of the only brands that people tattoo on themselves, right. So, I mean, the impact of the brand is is, is fantastic, right. And and Ironman has, but it's it's a business that that is about mass participation. Although myself in 1996. I started doing triathlon because I was inspired by a personality. Luc van Lieren, first world champion, professional athlete. That's been my inspiration, right? Obviously, but Ironman has grown. Uh, it's obviously private equity came in and they said, well, how can we drive up the value quickest? Mass participation, ticketing. That's it, right? Now, but, eh, but then we take a step back. We look at other sports and, and where, where true value sits long-term true value, right? If you think not as a private equity fund, but as somebody who has a longer horizon, arguably, right? And 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 also, to a certain extent, do the right thing, right? Uh, do something you, you love, right? Then it's about creating passion, about creating emotion, right? And, 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 and we believe that triathlon has a massive opportunity because as a sport it's still relatively young it's been very fast growing since its inception in the late 80s or early 80s but it's uh, but it's it's still very young and it's, it's been very successful in its mass participation direction it's also become an olympic sport but that's not really taken out there's no real private um uh private entity that that nurtures the professional element of the sport right and and Again, from Belgium being a, a big cycling fan, I look how cycling has developed and how yeah, th that stakeholder map is, is a little bit dislodged, right, with, with the teams, with the, like organizations like Tour de France and the broadcasters. So, and I said, okay, with the proper setup, we can actually control the whole, the whole ecosystem. We can engage the athletes. We can organize, we host the events. We have the media rights. It's... It's all in one place, right? Because as professional, as a real professional league in triathlon does not exist. And that's it. Then obviously, since it does not exist, we, we think, okay, we need, to, we need to engage fans. And obviously, well, how sports was consumed five, even 10 years ago is not the same how they're consumed now, right? Everybody says the attention span is, is short. People want quick hits, right? They want multiple screens, different interactions. So we went a little bit back to the drawing board of what does that look like and reinvented the format to make it that snappy, unpredictable, ever-changing, uh, and, and much more action-driven, right? Iron Man is seven, eight hours. Super League is one, right? But it, it's, it's, it's comparing Kipchoge, a marathon runner, with Usain Bolt, right? We are Usain Bolt, right? This is this is a eight, nine-second race. That's what it is, right? And But 
it's it's something that you prepare. You know, Usain Bolt trained for 20 years, right? Performed for what? Three minutes in the Olympics over his whole career, right? If that, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, well, indeed. So, I mean, and and that's and that's kind of we said, okay, that's where that's where that's where the unique opportunity is. If we can own the whole ecosystem, right? And if we can create, can reinvent the sports to be sharp, short, unpredictable, dynamic, right? And then bring in innovation with data and stuff like that, right? Then, then you got something real cool that speaks to that to a new audience, right? And to a wider audience also, right? So quick, sharp, yeah. shocks. Yeah. I yeah. love it, and and I think it's it's really important, right? Because it's not only it's also less intimidating to someone yeah. like myself. Right. I don't want to run for seven hours. I will never want to run, bike and swim for seven hours. Honestly, collectively over the rest of my life, I probably don't want to do that. But in one hour, I think I'm capable of figuring that out. And I'm not going to be as fast as those guys and girls that do it. Right. But just that also allows for that, that, that extra level of like, well, I, I could probably do that. Like, there's a chance I could do this, and there's a better chance that I'm going to get up off the couch and try and do it rather than see those guys and, and you included and those girls that do the Ironman, which is just an incredible feat. Yeah. I'm never even going to pretend to care that I want to do that. Like, I won't <laughs> lie to myself. So I'm, I get like what. Obviously, again, you're a really smart, dude. You've you've like articulated that very well over the first 30 minutes that we've been hanging out together. Why did you think this was the best opportunity for you? Because there have been many leagues in, in other sports that have started up and the, the founder and co-founder and CEO, they're super excited. They think it's going to work. Where is the market research? Where is talking to the people? Because again, you're coming from that grassroots opportunity. You're own, you owned a team. Why do you believe that this is something that, which has already become relatively successful, will continue to be successful and continue to penetrate in areas that, hey, maybe I'm going to throw it on my second TV, right? There's that opportunity to see something yeah. like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's it's a it's a measured approach, right? I mean, indeed, it is it is it is a vision that is driven by, let's say, an ideal, uh, arguably, and and as I said, it's it's something that you have to think long term for, right? But then it's also a measured approach. Um, I frankly, frankly, I mean, frankly, put it's it's relatively easy ultimately. There's a cost curve and there's a, there's a there's a revenue curve, right? And at some point they have to cross, right? And and then. Uh, otherwise, yeah, you you you, have, you invented something to burn money, which it's arguably yeah. quite easy, but probably fun. But yeah, I get that. Yeah, but yeah, not necessarily very sustainable and not necessarily very satisfying. I think you grow gray hair very quickly. Uh, but uh, no, so basically, we looked at it and said, well, we want to do all those things, uh, but what do we believe that? Midterm, I mean, of course, you cannot say in year one, but midterm, three to five years. What what is what we think is we can generate in revenues from the sport of triathlon and let's let's be realistic here, right? We're not soccer, we're not NFL, NBA, etc. What can we generate as as the sport that is triathlon, right? And then let's take some benchmarks of, of within triathlon, successful triathlons, and and let's take some benchmarks of, of other sports, right? Smaller smaller sports uh, that cater for a, a specific niche or a similar niche, right? And yeah, and, and we got those numbers together and we basically said, look, at that price level, we can organize events and we know that, yeah, we, we can generate the revenue. And actually, and in the beginning, we went, it, we, we went even a step back, right? Because in the beginning, say, again, MVP, what is the MVP? We need to make sure that the athletes are engaged, right? And they think it's cool and they, they want to participate. And if I say the athletes, I mean the best athletes in the world, right? Um, 
and then and then we need to see that we need to check that the audience is engaged, right? That 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 people start following it on Facebook and start talking about it, right? So we did a first event, but we went to a place where the venue had passion and they wanted to co-invest. So we didn't. So I mean, we need, a lot of things had to fall in place, mm -hmm. right? And 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 then when we did that, that went well. And then again, instead of going just to the next one, we said, okay, let's find another venue. Make sure that the, the venue co-invests. That there's there's some there's some money there. There's some money from sponsors. And then we do this again, right? And we did we did that for two years and and got quite a, a lot of traction. Got some broadcast uh, broadcasters involved. Um, Especially in Europe, short course triathlon is, and professional short course triathlon is still very much a thing, right? And uh, and then and, and yeah, and, and that kind of got us going was a good proof of concept, and and was a, a measured approach, right? And 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 actually kept everybody happy and involved because we were proving points and we were hitting milestones, right? Uh, yeah, and then then in 2019. Because it's still an Olympic sports, we kind of aligned ourselves with that and said, well, 20, 2019 is there now. Uh, 2020, obviously, the Olympics. So post-Olympics, we need to be able to grow, right? And I think we had enough proof of concept to go back to the markets to raise a little bit more money and say, because we feel it, it was a bootstrap, a bootstrap mm -hmm. startup, right? Uh, raise a bit more money because now we say we need to be in major metropolitan cities we need to be where triathletes are to really get bigger traction right um broadcasters they always like home 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 events mm -hmm. uh, home stars home crowds and stuff like that right so we said okay we need to be in london we need to be in munich and we want to be in la right that's that's where we need to be so again then then the thinking process again fairly simple okay, we have Short course triathlon, professional triathlon, Olympics, etc. gets good traction, and then we can do research with broadcasters. It gets good traction in in Europe, so yeah, we can build up events from scratch relatively easily because there's, the athletes are there, the, the fans are there, etc. For US, a little bit more difficult because in US, really the challenge is it's all about Ironman in US, right? So how do you make short course cool again? It used to be cool back in the '80s, right? But now it's not cool anymore. How do you make it cool again, right? And 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 uh, how do you get get some attention, especially if your head office is in London, right? Uh, and again, it's sport is driven by a community. So we decided, okay, we need to acquire an event. We need to acquire an event that has long history and that has a similar DNA. And so we, yeah, we came across the Malibu Triathlon. Actually, one of my business partners had raised it many times years and years ago. And he says, ah, this is a great event, right? It's it's exactly what we need. It's 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 short course, short distance, not as short as we do, but it's relatively short distance. It has it has a, a big celebrity community going to it year on year, and it has a great cause because it raises over the last ten years. It's raised sixteen million dollars for uh, Children's Hospital of LA, the biggest awesome. fundraising um, um, fundraising uh, triathlon in the world, actually. I was to say, okay. This is something great, right? So if, if we want to introduce Super League, we should align with that brand that's been around for 30 plus years and does these great things and has all the celebrity angle, uh, angle also to it. So that's fantastic. So that was the strategy. 
obviously COVID happened and no events happened at all. Right? I was so, going to say, it sounds like a great plan, but then unfortunately you guys got punched in the face, right? So exactly. uh, first I just want to say, everybody out there listening, this is an absolute freaking masterclass. So please <laughs> keep paying attention. I think this is absolutely incredible, Michael. I'm, I'm thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying this. But yeah, so, you know, little thing, pandemic happens. We're still kind of in the middle of it, but at least we figured out what we need to do and how to be safe, right? A lot of people are vaccinated, a lot of things. So we're like, we're still in it, but we're definitely a little bit more comfortable now than we were you know, say early 2020, most of 2020. Now, you know, we're almost to 2022 at this point. So then I guess what, ha- when do you make the executive decision to say, okay, like maybe we can have this race. Okay. Maybe, you know, we, we're still trying to raise money. We're trying to do all these things. How, how hard are those decisions to make knowing that you're, you're not a mass event, right? So you're not trying to get thousands and thousands of people. It's, it's a, it's a very select crowd. How quickly can you turn something like that around? No, but there's there's a more interesting step in between. Uh, I, I tell you, I mean, because okay, pandemic happens. We are we are in events, right? Outdoor events. So uh, you can't do you can't pretty much. And, and we are not because okay, here in Europe, then you you had Euro uh, Euros Soccer League, right? Mm-hmm. They somehow found a loophole and sixty thousand people were in a stadium, right? But uh, for <laughs> interesting how that happens, right? Weird. <laughs> but for a triathlon, you say I, I bring. Five six thousand people, right? That's not happening. This this uh, the, the the impact is is too small, right? But so and 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 I was talking to our investors. They said, oh, you had great plans, but this is not happening, right? Hibernate, hibernate, let things go. Uh, use furlough, use different hibernate. And I said, no 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 no. Innovate is the answer. Let's not hibernate. Let's innovate, because what what is also happening? We are still a young brand. There's Ironman out there. There's other big brands out there. I mean, you have the ITU, which is the International Federation. Super League is not necessarily known, right? But if we are the only one doing shit right now when nobody else is doing it, everybody's looking at us, right? This is an opportunity. So then the question is, what do we do, right? (laughs) Yeah, right. Got to do something. Now we got to figure out what we want to do. So, and then then I started, I I was, I mean, I'm always looking, doing uh, all sorts of stuff, right? I was doing stuff on Zwift, Zwift. Now yes. a billion-dollar company, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, right? Indoor, indoor cycling. So I said, let's reach out to these Swift guys, right? And uh, we'll do a triathlon where we swim in a pool and we bike and run on a treadmill and on a stationary bike. And it's a blended event. It's semi-virtual. It's nice and immersive because you get you can get more data because they're stationary and by the nature because they swim in a pool. They're socially distanced. There's lane ropes in the middle. You put you put treadmills. You put two meters apart. And you put a thing, right? So here, that's a great idea. Let's do this, right? Investor says, "Yeah, you're crazy," but okay, why? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go with you, right? I mean, I'll give you the uh, the benefit of the doubt on this one. And um, and uh, knock on the door of Zwift. Zwift is like, yeah, but we do cycling, and cycling is very, very big. There's millions of people doing cycling. You want to do triathlon? There's massive opportunities on cycling. You want me to do triathlon? No, nah, I don't think so. Uh, so then fa- found somebody else. But <laughs> before, before that concluded, Zwift got, got wind of it that we were actually still continuing. So they got back in touch and said, no, let's do this. Let's do this partnership, right? So and we organized, we organized one event, which came across, uh, which was the first triathlon back uh, mid-2020. Uh, I'm talking August 2020 now, so mid-pandemic still. Mm-hmm. Right? Great success. Everybody very enthusiastic. We wanted, and, and also because the athletes were doing nothing, if we had all the athletes that we wanted 
competed in this thing, right? So, so it was a great success. Uh, we went again in the beginning of of, of 2021, right? Um, and 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 this this has been ex- extremely successful for us, right? It's it's we won the um, the Cutting Edge Awards by the Sports Industry Awards, which is basically the European Oscars for sport, if you want, right? So massive recognition uh, for it. And and now we are in conversations with the with um, with the governing body of the sport to say, hey, can we collaborate? Because this could be the next Olympic sport, right? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think, and 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 again, that's 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 the spirit of entrepreneurship, and that's the spirit of the team we have put together, where we say uh, we've been requested to hibernate, and we say, no, 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 innovate. This is an opportunity. Let's create something completely new. Think outside of the box. Yeah, go after the biggest ticket with trying to partner with Zwift and do something completely new, right? So, yeah, I think uh, 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 that's uh, and that's and that's the spirit you and that and it's been driven. It's obviously driven by passion, but I think that's there's always something to do. You always think think next thing, right? Yes, if you're yeah. standing still, you're moving backwards, right? Yeah. Like you always have to be doing something to be trying yeah. to move yourself forwards, yeah. and I think that's important. And clearly, Michael, you guys have been able to do that when. When were you able to finally have start having in-person events again and really start to get the process rolling and say, okay, now this is this is what kind of we want. Like it's not perfect yet, right? But this is more towards what we were looking for when we had this vision than mid-pandemic. We had a really cool idea, but that's not maybe that's part of the business moving forward. But the core of the business, when were you able to start working on that again? Uh well, we always started working and then we always I mean, we, we contemplated different ideas, right? Because we have different venues that we, we have we have contracts with, some uh, some of them in, in, in the Middle East, right? Which is a bit more difficult. Uh, but yeah, some of them on, on uh, Jersey, an island off the coast of France, right? To say, okay, this is easier. So actually regarding Jersey, immediately in 2020, we were already kind of, can we do something behind closed doors, et cetera, et cetera. Ultimately, yeah. So there was a constant pursuit of making it happen. Uh, but yeah, it was really beginning of 2021 that we set ourselves a goal. Okay, in September we want to be there. And and yeah, having looked at 2020, we kind of see at the back end of the summer. There's typically, I mean, if if 2020 were to repeat, at the back end of the summer is relatively good. By October, there's a risk of whatever third, fourth, fifth, whatever whatever wave comes. Yeah, right? who knows? But it, it goes it goes downhill again, right? Because people have been very excited about the summer, and and yeah, uh, so I always kind of say, okay, we need if we want to go for something, let's go for September, and let's just go whoop four events back to back, right? Four weekends back to back, very interesting snowballs, attention snowballs, right? And let's go to all the venues we want. We do it all. We do four weekends back to back in September. We basically take the athletes, put them on the bus, right? well, not lit, but figuratively yes 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 and, and just put a bunch of cameras there we get nice real so, uh, interesting content content is king right of the athletes <laughs> going back and back to back to back also the in, interpersonal interactions in between and let's get it done right so we started planning that uh march 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 this year or something right and 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 then but yeah always still kind of with with the a lot of uncertainty, right? Because we're talking four different locations, mm-hmm. and every 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 country has its own 
regulations and then they close borders they open borders again i mean like in europe it's been like this right they open borders close borders people go on holiday boom border closed everybody in panic can't get home anymore and and uh, nightmare situation yes. right um and then yeah obviously also we create we have to create a bubble for the athletes so how do we do that so there's and and regulations continue to change right so it's 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 very challenging but ultimately, yeah, you set yourself a goal and you go for it, right? And we make this, we make this happen. And yeah, sometimes you plan and then and then you pivot and and you reinvent and and then sometimes you think, oh, it's not going to happen. And then two days later, you think oh, it's going to be great, and then then it's not happening and again and again, right? So it's that journey that we were on for for pretty much March till yeah, till till August, right? And then in August, yeah, things were still good. So we got relatively confident that that yeah, all was going to happen, right? And and yeah, it was a great season. Um, we had two COVID cases, one in the staff, went one of an athlete, but they were athletes that were not on the bus, right? Who kind of went off the bus and tried to come back on the bus. So good scenario. Everything else, everything else was great racing. Some of it in London, we it was a great great event. People could gather, and and we had a couple of thousand of spectators. In, in, in Munich, its regulation said we had to fence it off, so you know, less than a thousand spectators because that was regulation. And in and, and Malibu in LA, it was the first time in five years that the event sold out, right? So it was it was fantastic. People stepped up. People wanted to come come and race, and and yeah, it was it was great. It was great. And so, what's next, right? Like again, we don't know what the hell is going to happen next year. It's kind of starting to get it's Groundhog's Day every year. It looks like it's <laughs> going to be for a little bit, but. What's next? I mean, you guys have figured out that you're capable of running these events. You're capable of bringing people to see these things. As you said, you're starting to speak with broadcasters. I mean, everything's free on YouTube, right? That's always something that I like telling people. Like, you can broadcast anything you ever want. Just put it up on YouTube. So I'm kind of curious, like, what are what are the next steps that you guys see? As you said, this plan's been pretty laid out. Obviously, some shit's gone on, but you still kind of know where you're trying to go. So what is next year? Are you trying to do three straight months and maybe not quite back to back to back? Is it going to be more content, more of that interpersonal content that you said, and, and maybe that works really well. How what are, cause I'm sure there's a couple different options. What are some of the things that you're looking for towards next year? Yeah, I, I think indeed, I, I think we, we stand out within the, Within within the triathlon world, or even uh, I want to say I want to be bullish and say within the world of sports as as driving innovation, right? So, and I think um, what 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 uh, COVID nineteen has done it's has actually fast tracked changes that anyway would happen, mm-hmm. in my opinion, right? So, uh, for example, I mean I, I've I've used I was Zwift user before, right? Um, but Let's be honest. I, I did Zwift when it rained outside or when it was too cold, right? Now, during COVID, I pretty much Zwifted every day. But the community, and I, I, that's that's now normal to me, right? So now I Zwift more than I ri- ride outside, right? And I, and I have a bunch of friends, and I, I Zoom call while I'm on Zwift with, with, with a mate from my from China, right? And, and, and stuff like that, right? So, and that would have happened anyway. Right? It would have probably taken five years or, mm-hmm. or longer, but it would have happened anyway. Right? So now that has, has, has accelerated. So what opportunities has that created? Right? And, I, and I believe very much in virtual participation, virtual communities now. And, and then people say, ah, oh, but you're taking away from the, um, you're taking away from the, 
from the physical world. I said, no, 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 I don't believe so, actually. I think with the virtual participation, you're engaging a whole new audience, mm -hmm. right? Because I have three young kids. I mean, if I, if I, if I want to, and, and, and I spend a lot of time working, right? So if I want to go out for a ride, my wife will go, mate, you just worked for 10 hours straight, and now you want to go out and cycle and, and disappear for four hours. That's not happening, right? <laughs> Baby duty, that's yeah. what's happening, right? But what I can do with, with Zwift at home, right, is I sit here, the baby sits there, plays mm -hmm. around a little bit, and I'm 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 doing baby duty, but I'm also I'm also <laughs> doing my drifting, right? So I, I say I say this opens a whole new opportunity to a whole new group of people that normally would not commit to events or not commit to participation in any shape or form, right? I've spoken to a lot of people who kind of say, I've uh, going to run, I'm not comfortable wearing like sports clothing, I feel unfit, like I'm, I'm a bit body shamed, etc. I, I don't necessarily want to do it. I prefer to kind of stay home and I'll, I'll lose some weight later and, and then and then maybe I'll come and run with you. I mean, you're never going to lose any weight if you're not starting to run, right? So let's go out and do it. But now they can do it in a virtual world, right? They can do it at home on, the, on, on, on a stationary bike, Peloton, whatever, right? They get these communities exist and they cater perfectly for again, another group of people who is maybe not necessarily comfortable going outside and, and take part in, 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 in a public run, mm -hmm. right? But they gain confidence to a virtual activity and get good at it, right? And, and then, and, then and, and, and get into it. So I believe that this whole virtual landscape yeah, is, will just expand participation, uh, mass participation it's, in sports. I, and I think that's a good opportunity for us. I completely agree because, right, there's more, more people are now, their eyeballs are going to catch it. And those people will work out at home and, and as you said but then those people there's more chances that they're going to come to some of these events right yeah. people are going to make friends and they're going to connect with the community and then eventually when they feel comfortable when everyone feels comfortable they're going to say you know what i kind of want to go run one of these events that would be kind of cool you do it once a year big deal right like there's going to be the people that do it 12 times a year 15 times a year 20 times a year no matter what those people aren't going anywhere it's these extra people that now you're starting to catch them in this ecosystem, in this community that you've been talking about, get them excited about a sport that they don't know too much about, have them learn on their own time, get comfortable with it. And then they're going to come out to some of these events. They're going to come watch. They're going to come participate. So I think it just makes that fishnet significantly, significantly wider for a company like you guys, yeah. more people. And now there's an opportunity for them to actually get into the sport that you're very, very clearly passionate about. Yeah, yeah no, I, exactly. And, that, and that, I think that is the opportunity is, is to say, and the, the real life events will never go away. It's an experience. Exactly. It's the cherry on the cake. Mm -hmm. you, you need that, right? People want to be part of that, right? And I think, I, for me, CrossFit has done a good, had a good job at that, right? They have, they have virtual qualification. They, they run qualifications virtually. You can do it in, in, in your own kitchen if you want, right? And you upload your workouts. Uh, you go or you do go to little gyms around. Uh, they're everywhere, right? But ultimately, it all fits up, ends up in the, the CrossFit games, right? And you build a massive pyramid. But because this is virtual, it's, it's, it's massively scalable. And it doesn't cannibalize. I mean, uh, we are, I was in conference and people were like, oh, yeah, but you're cannibalizing. No, 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 I'm not cannibalizing. I'm tapping into a, a much wider audience that, that, that currently is not even there. You're not, even you're not even tapping into it with your physical participation, right? There's and, so and, much. And generally, I, I just think also that the trends is there, right? COVID has reminded people that you need that healthy health is good, right? Yeah. 
<laughs> Surprise. If you didn't know, it's probably yeah. better to be healthy. Yeah, exactly. So where can we find more information? Where, where can we watch? Where can we follow? Where, give me all that stuff. And I'll put it in the show notes for everybody that's paying attention and, and wants to click on some stuff. But yeah, where no, can I, we just find some more information? Yeah, I think it's, it's stuff that we have in the pipeline now. We, 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 we again, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm aggressive, but also conservative, right? Uh, so we've already started experimenting with, with this virtual participation around the Malibu Tri event and we had like Bank of America and a couple of other bigger corporates involved in it in a smaller scale, right? Uh, and and get here, try this, virtual participation. Try that. Let, let, you, let me know what, what you think about it, right? It doesn't cost you anything. So I get the experiences in, right? And and I think now we have the the tech is, is good. And I think, yeah, 2022 is, is for us the point where we roll that out, right? And And again, yeah, so follow Super League Triathlon. That's where that's where it will happen, and and we will start communicating it on uh, through Facebook, Instagram, on our website. Uh, that's the platforms we use to communicate it, right? And then obviously we'll continue with the cherry on the cake, the the live racing. That's inspiration, aspiration. Uh, I mean, yeah, the young kids. That's later. I want to be this, right? Um, and and yeah, and I, I pick up sports, uh, and yeah, but. Yeah, offering opportunities for everybody to be healthy, motivated, and, and fit. Right, that's 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 what we stand for. That's what we're here to do, man. I think this is fantastic, Michael. This absolutely one more time a freaking masterclass in in what you're doing and how you're doing. I hope people are listening and paying attention and and understanding that some things really do start like at a very very grassroots level it's it's talking to people it's joining a community that you love not because you want to it's not you, you don't start the business because you think it's a great idea you start it because you think it's a great idea and you freaking love it right like you didn't get into this because you're just like this is a money making opportunity no it's yeah i can make money doing this but i can also impact lives and this is something that i'm extremely passionate about and that absolutely came across over the last hour that we've been talking so i, no, I, I it's a, it's really appreciate that by doing sport, right? I think, I mean, you look at many brands, brands want to connect to people through their passion. That's a ni- very nice segue yep. to be involved with it, right? So why do why do all these brands spend money in sports? Because they want to relate to passion, right? So we, we collect passionable people by doing something passionately, <laughs> right? It's all about passion, 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 pretty much, right? And, and, and I think and, and and we have a very very engaged community. We know a lot about them, right? And 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 we are experts in our in our in, in our audiences, right? Uh, because of the depths we have, right? And 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 we, we are fans, we are participants, and all of that. So and that that creates a very interesting yeah, commercial opportunities because you're you know not just advertising. You're actually talking directly to the consumer. You know what they want, who they are, and and you know what they're passionate about, right? So yeah. I think it's incredible. Michael, thank you so much. Michael Dulst, co-founder, CEO of Super League Triathlon. I'll make sure everything is in the show notes for anyone if they want to check it out. Michael, sincerely, sincerely appreciate your time today, man. Cheers. It was great great talking to you. Appreciate it.